Have you seen the new HBO miniseries, White Lotus? I came across it by seeing the trailer, which was very intriguing, about these families um, kind of having connected stories going on a vacation at this resort. And you can't really tell what's going on with it. It almost gives the, um, the feeling of it's going to be something supernatural or whatever, but you know some kind of mystery is going on. And the fact that it's kind of vague, but it gives you these little highlights of different things to come made it very intriguing, and I was really looking forward to checking it out. It's a six-part episode. Um, it has... It's not like a lot of people necessarily that you would know. So actors like Connie Britton from the show Nashville. You have Jennifer Coolidge from Everything. She's been around forever. She's always been that quirky woman that's just kind of out of left field. I think Jack Lacey from The Office, I believe. Natasha Rothwell from Insecure. So folks like that. And so it's sprinkled with faces you've seen before and then new faces that you probably haven't seen before but maybe look familiar. And it was written and directed by Mike White. He's also an actor. So it was interesting to see this story done by a fellow actor um, turned director. And this is his story that he's that he came up with. And so with this show, normally I watch these shows kind of late night on my own. But this show I happen to catch with uh, my guest tonight, Lita May. How you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing good. good. I'm doing good. <laughs> I thought it'd be cool for um, us to discuss this mini series together. And so I was thinking that we could just start off with your casual thoughts about the overall show without giving away anything. And I kind of gave mine, but I might give a little bit more. And then after that, we could go into open discussion about what we thought about the characters and the show and the plot and things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I, uh, I really enjoyed the show, and I would recommend uh, folks to, to check it out, definitely. You know, there's so many things, gosh, that you can discuss about this. I mean, you can look at class, you can look at race, you can look at uh, gender roles and, and things of that nature. So, yeah. <laughs> so what did you like about the show overall? You know what, overall, I really loved the scenery. So it takes place in Hawaii and just the shots uh, were just so beautiful of the ocean, of the, of the animals in the ocean. Just, it was very scenic. <laughs> it made me want to take a trip, but it was really, really beautiful. So that, that was one of the favorite thing. Also, just you know, it kind of takes you a little bit behind the scenes of what can kind of happen within the hospitality industry. Kind of in an indirect way, you could say that I'm a part of that industry. So it's interesting for me to kind of see it on that side. Yeah, so that's that's another thing that kind of stood out to me as well. I thought it was pretty cool too, to, you know, for the behind the scenes stuff. You do get some insight on that as well as the guest their view on things and the interactions between everybody and how not only with the folks at the resort with the folks that work at the resort but then also the other guests and their interactions with each other as well as some interactions also as well with the with the people on the island because it starts off with kind of like a mystery which i thought was very interesting and that's kind of tied in there 
And normally when you see a show like this, you're just worried about like who did this, who did what. And it kind of keeps you kind of almost stirred in a way that you can't really focus on anything else because you're more concerned about getting to the answers. But the way this was done, it was done in a way where it was some episodes where I actually forgot that it was even a mystery mixed in it. I was just Mm kind of looking forward to the endeavors of the the characters because they were just so so quirky and interesting and the tones kept shifting and stuff so it was just kind of hard to tell what is really going on with this so I think it's pretty neat when you kind of know or looking forward to something but then like I said the characters and the way things are shot and things like that were so cool and so powerful that it could really draw your attention from you know the reason why you're there to watch in a way yeah I agree that's one of the things I kept me going and uh, wanting to see more Uh, and even now that we've finished watching all of the episodes I still want to see more and like what happened with this and what happened with that and yeah so it it would really be interesting I don't know if they will but if they have like a, a, a season two that would be great to see I would look out for that. So somebody who never seen this before, who's looking for a show, like something to watch, would you recommend it? Yes, I would highly recommend it. And what do you think they'll get from seeing it if they did watch it? Like I said, there's so much that's above and below the surface uh, to look at. Like, you know, how are working class folks treated by, let's say, upper class folks, you know, when you are there to assist and offer your services as an employee of, let's say, a, a hotel, how is that for the working class person? You know, how, how is their experience? How is the experience for the person who's coming to get away for the vacation? You know, what are they thinking about? What do they see? So, you know, one of the things, looking at uh, privilege, you know, who has it, who doesn't, who could afford it, who can't. Yeah. 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 And then also, this is so funny, but how is it with raising your children? How are your children going to be as adults? You know, are they going to be mature and responsible and realize that they're not the only ones in the world or are they going to be selfish and just kind of it's all about me and what they can get so yeah like I said so many different things to look at so many different levels yeah that makes sense and I I agree I definitely think people will get uh, interesting story interesting characters that's Mm -hmm. flushed out in a cool kind of way how certain environments bring out certain things about people, uh, realizations, and how sometimes those come about, and then the conflict you might have with yourself, with coming across those conflicts or coming across certain people, and how that um, can affect things. You know, yes. yeah, I would definitely. I think that if you if you like those kind of stories and stuff, I think that you would definitely enjoy it. And it's, what's really cool too is when somebody does a story in a way where the environment is just as big of, of, of a character as the actual characters. And when you feel like you kind of know the place that you're at, where the people are at, it kind of gives us another level of connection to it. Because it's almost kind of like the resort is also a character. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. That's incorporated yes. very well. So I, I really enjoyed Definitely. that aspect of it as well. Mm-hmm. All right. So I guess we're both digging it and we both recommend it. So if you have seen this before, then you continue with us to the spoiler talk. Or if you're a person that can't wait <laughs> and going to, you know, listen past this point, even though I'm giving you a heads up to go ahead and dip out. Here we are to the, the spoiler discussion section. And you know what? Since we saw the whole thing and we just saw the last episode, um, I guess we could go and just start backwards and just dig in from the end since that's how it kind of went down. Yes, we can. That sounds good. Okay. So <laughs> your thoughts on the ending of the last episode? My thoughts on the last episode. First of all, I want to say it was very hard not to give anything away <laughs> before. But um, the last episode... Well, I. Yeah. Well, before you even do that, you kind of set it up for those who haven't seen it or or the ones who, because it does start off with a mystery. Yes. And we don't have to say necessarily who it was, but something happened to somebody and it was, and and so you're waiting basically the whole time for that something to happen. And to see how it happens. See how it happens. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So we're starting off with that, but okay. So I'm I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, no, 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 that that's Okay. So as Jason was saying, you know, there was something that happened uh, to one of the characters initially in the first episode. And then, you know, watching the series, I kept thinking like, oh, how is this going to happen to this person? And is it going to happen this way or that way? You know, I'm one of those people that has to know. And, you know, I just can't sit still and just and just kind of wait. I've got to come up with my own ideas and things. Can I say? Yeah, go ahead. Was, okay, so basically it was a death. It was a death of one of the characters. And then it vaguely goes into it a little bit in the first episode. And then we it ties it in. It wraps it up in the last episode. In a way, I was surprised at who ends up dying. Not too surprised at how it happened, but very, very... Well, you, you don't go ahead and just say. Because, okay, because okay. people are going to... Give them a warning. So. Okay, so basically what happens in the first episode, one of the main characters is at the airport and he's leaving from his vacation. And he comes across an elderly couple who are talking about the resort that he stayed at. And basically, they're like, hey, have you heard that there was a death at this resort? And he's just kind of not feeling it, not kind of not having it and dismisses them. And then another scene is that you see this uh, coffin being loaded or this crate uh, being loaded onto the airplane to go back home. So, you know, someone has died. And in the and I assumed from looking as the episodes continue, I assumed that it was this character's wife. I assumed that it was her that ends up dying, but it's not. Um, it turns out that it is um, the general manager of the resort. He's the one that ends up dying. And it is um, the husband of the character that I assumed died. He's the one that ends up killing him. And it was a mistake. Uh, but what I wanted more of to see is like what happened to him. Like, you know, they didn't show him arrested. They didn't show him calling for help. It was just like a oops. 
and goes on to the next scene. I wanted to see more. Okay. Um, and that kind of had me thinking about kind of like privilege because the gentleman that killed the general manager came from a very prestigious, very wealthy family. And, you know, it kind of feels like he got away with something really big. And I wanted to know how was he able to get away with it? Because if it was someone else, um, like let's say someone um, working class, lower class, perhaps even a person of color, I think it would have been handled differently. I think we would have seen the shot of them being taken away in handcuffs, you know, or even being interrogated. But in the in the television show, it was more or less... You know, like he was a victim, like he was the victim, like the cops are shaking his hand and, you know, the new GM is checking on him, making sure that he's all right. You know, so that's why I say, like, we could really look at privilege. Uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Like I said, I was shocked that it wasn't the, the wife who got killed because, like I said, they really leaned into that strongly. But I mm-hmm. thought it was brilliant the way they pulled it off where they didn't really necessarily show it, but they insinuated. So the whole time I'm thinking how she's going to get it because she's going through her, you know, emotional breakdown and and trials and stuff with her, her new husband. You know, they're on their honeymoon and all this other kind of stuff. So she's going through all this stuff. She's having a crisis of, of, of self. So you just kind of like, is she going to, you know, off herself or something's going to happen to her or whatever? How did we get into this situation? Mm-hmm. But, um... Even though that was the main mystery of how she how she will die and what happened to her, it was all this other stuff with the with the different families and stuff. Because then you had the, um, the Mossbachers, the wife Nicole, you had the husband, their daughter, their son, and their daughter's friend. And so, you know, they've been in a relationship for a long time, the husband and wife. There doesn't seem like the the wife really respects the husband. You found out the husband was doing some shady stuff and he ended up messing around or something and it had like a, you know, caused friction between them two. And it's kind of like he probably felt a certain kind of way about how she was treating him and he did a thing and then he asked for forgiveness and she's still hurt by it. And it's one of those kind of things like with any, I guess, any relationship where... Everybody thinks the other person kind of started, and the truth is, it's like everybody's at fault because you're both in a relationship. So, you know, so it kind of goes and touched on that kind of stuff, and then how that kind of affects the kids in a way. Because then you have the sister treating her younger brother like like mess, and he's trying mm-hmm. to figure out his place and, and where, where can he connect because he's looking at his family, but it's not really his family in his way. His, his parents are kind of dismissive to him. His dad opens up to him because he of his own fear about something that happened to him versus him just wanting to connect to his kid. So he all, almost like he gets the leftovers of everybody. Mm-hmm. And so and he realizes that. And so he acts based off of that. And everybody else can't understand why he is the way he is. But in truth, he's getting leftovers and, and they're looking at him like, well, how come that isn't good enough? So when he finds something for himself that means something for him... It's very um, interesting how instead of having a conversation with him, thinking like that's cool that you you found something that you're into and how we can how can we help you incorporate mm-hmm. this into your life, mm-hmm. it's more or less just being dismissive and wanting to fill it in with stuff that they want to fill it in with. Mm-hmm. So it was just interesting, but his journey was very cool to yeah. to witness in a way. 
Did you want to say something about him? Yeah, I just, you know, he kind of started off where he was very isolated. His sister didn't want him around. She made him sleep in the closet in their room while she and her friend, her best friend, just, you know, slept in the main part of their their suite. And, you know, nobody really took time with him to connect with him. So he was constantly on his cell phone, you know, constantly watching videos. Uh, and so, so there, you know, I, I really feel like this family, they really weren't connecting with each other. And I think for the son, he, whether he knew it or not at that time, he was looking for connections, but he kept being pushed away by his sister and her friend. The mother was just busy working. And then the dad was, you know, kind of doing his own thing. Uh, so I think he was looking to connect, but didn't realize that's what he needed or wanted at the time. And then looking at the dad, um, you know, with him, I think he wanted that connection with his son, um, but didn't quite know how to go about it. Um, so it ended up like oversharing some personal things. But the dad also wanted that respect. And I think because of what he had did in his relationship with his wife, and possibly also with her being the one, uh, the, the main person to bring home the income, I felt like he didn't receive enough respect or he felt like he didn't receive enough respect. And with the daughter, gosh. Yeah, yeah. She was just... I guess in a way she was an older sister, but then she's the older sister that is spoiled. Yeah. And well, speaking of older sister, because that's a whole other... And the way everything is kind of tied together. But speaking of the sister, um, the sister, her name is Olivia. And she has her friend that came along with the trip with them, um, Paula. Okay, so her friend Paula is a girl of color. Now, we looked it up and saw that she's actually, you know, half black and white. Mm -hmm. But, you know, seeing her, you wouldn't be able to tell what she was. But you could tell that she was not, not you know, not white. And... And so it almost played into their relationship as well in mm -hmm. certain kind of ways. It's funny how everything's all equal. They're both like two little valley girls and they're reading these books as above their pay grade. And you know, they know it gets them attention from other people because like, why are these girls so young reading these, these, these books and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. And so they have this whole kind of thing. And after a while those personas that they have start kind of fading away and, mm -hmm. and other stuff start kind of seeping in, mm -hmm. you know? So when certain things get hit, it kind of throws off their relationship and, and, and you know, their interactions with stuff and even their views on stuff. So they seem so, it looked like in the beginning when you first would see them that they could finish each other's sentences. Mm -hmm. But by the end, you could almost see that, you know, they're strangers in a way. Yeah, And yeah. And they never really was the things that they portrayed themselves to be in the beginning. So that I thought that relationship between those two girls was very, very um, interesting. And yeah. 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 You know, it, it just kind of feels like um, in, in terms of the relationship between the two girls, like Paula fulfills some kind of need for Olivia, right? Like, you know, and it's almost like she is Olivia's possession in a way, 
you know, and to the point where Paula doesn't feel like she can tell her friend, like, I've met this guy on the island and I'm really digging him. Like, she, you know, has to creep around, you know, and, and to have any kind of interactions with him, you know, with it ending up with Olivia constantly questioning her, like, where have you been? Who are you texting? Who is that? You know, right. it's like, it's, it's more, it seems like it's more than a friendship, you know, right? It almost yeah. seems like they're a couple. They kind of played with that in the beginning. That's what made it kind of confusing. You know, Paula, you know, took a liking to, to one of the guys, Kai, who, who worked at the hotel. And then also you heard about, you know, indiscretions before with Olivia, you know, messing with one of her boyfriends or a guy that she liked. Mm-hmm. So so her paranoia about her, especially her knowing her business when it comes to guys, um, that line had been crossed before. So, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of find out later on why she felt a little funky about sharing information, which makes good sense. Um, but it's a, it's a shame that somebody that, you know, that you would hang with that close and be that tight with, tight enough to take on a vacation with your family, would be the same person that you couldn't trust around somebody that's important to you. Right. <laughs> for fear of that person taking them away. Well, for, for example, it's like people could sleep with somebody. They could give themselves to the person and not have a problem with that. But then when it comes to honesty and a conversation, they can't. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like funny. The stuff that, that, that folks will feel comfortable giving away freely. And it's probably the stuff they should be holding on to, but they'll give that away freely. But the stuff that should be given freely is, is kind of held tight. And I guess we're all kind of guilty of that in a way. But it's interesting to see in shows, because sometimes, the, you know, shows and stuff, you're, you're a reflection of yourself in a way. Or you can find yourself in things. So it's funny to see stuff like that, and it, it pops out to you for, you know, different reasons. But I, I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. Um... But them two, them two girls were very entertaining, and and their little antics and stuff was a trip. And then another relationship you have with um, Belinda and Tanya. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah. And that was a that was a trip as well. Yeah. And um, Tanya played by Jennifer Coolidge. If you know Jennifer Coolidge, you kind of know what you're what to expect with her. But it was interesting because she. As off as she was, she was still on brand. Yes. So it was interesting to see her in this, even though she played it a little more normal than she usually does, but she's still off. (laughs) (laughs) But but that relationship was interesting. So what do you think of of them two, her and Belinda? And Belinda is the person that works. She's a masseuse, and she works at this this spa that's um, that's at the resort. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, they have an interaction because she goes to... um, to get a massage and she meets Belinda who befriends her and and their relationships kind of you know evolve yeah so what do you think of them too well gosh it's just funny it's just about like like I said there's so many levels to look at this television show about and one is people that are givers that constantly give that are offering services that are checking on people other people's well-being that are nurturing and then you have folks that kind of take and may continue to take um, and maybe just thinking about themselves and what it is um, for uh, Tanya basically her mother has passed away um, and she mentions how her parents just 
really just treated her so horribly, you know, that she's just, she's all mixed up. You know, she, she jokes around and talks about all of the therapies that she's had to get right. <laughs> and so she's, and even though her mother has treated her so wrong when she was alive, she is still broken apart, which is normal, right? Your mother's your mother, your father's your father, no matter what, in my opinion, you know, with their passing, they're, you're, you're going to be heartbroken at some point. And, and so she was. And so she was taking this trip to the resort to spread her mother's ashes. But she's so broken, it's like so hard for her to do. And then she comes across Belinda, who's one of the massage therapists um, there at the resort. And she just has this special way um, with her clients. And she, it's really funny because... um, is Tanya is trying to get a massage, trying to get a massage, but everything's all booked up. Like it was so hard for her to get in there. And then finally she was able to get um, a therapy with, with Belinda, who she does this special chant. I don't know. Is that what you would call it or something yeah. that just kind of helps Tanya come back to herself. It kind of helped to ground her, helps her to feel good and she just is constantly expressing this to Belinda like oh you're so amazing like I haven't felt this good about myself and about life in so long it's almost she like develops an addiction to her right like she's constantly trying to see Belinda she's constantly trying to get a massage for her she she even kind of you know she I don't want to say crosses the line Mm -hmm. um it would have been crossing the line if Belinda was like, I feel uncomfortable. Like, it just needed to be said. It's almost kind of like the way what she was doing is one of those kind of things that it's okay until the person says, says, it's says, says not. And I think most people, if they wasn't the type of person that Belinda was, probably would have cut it off a long time ago and yeah. said something. Because yeah. really, I almost kind of took it as her being attracted to her. Yeah. And so I didn't know if she, what was her, what was the thing? Was it really, you really just getting so much out of this massage and you really enjoyed it? Or was she falling in love with her? I couldn't even, it was, it was, it was that deep yeah. where I couldn't even yeah. tell what was what. Yeah. So that, I think that's yeah. pretty strong if I couldn't tell the, the, the intentions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I just think that, you know, Tanya, she just was so broken up, you know, and probably had been broken up for so long. I mean, just over this long period of her life that she meets Belinda, who kind of changes that around for her. And she wants to continue to feel that good in that way. Yeah. So she's always like, oh, Belinda, you know, when can I see you? I mean, she's even goes as far as to reach out to the general manager and say, hey, I need to get in there and I need to see Belinda. She invites Belinda out to dinner, even though Belinda says, well, my manager, you know, doesn't really like us to cross the line with the guests in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so funny, you know, and, and, you know, they do. She Belinda goes and she has dinner with her and. Um, Tanya pays for everything and she's constantly telling her like what a great job she does that she's so good in what she does she needs to have her own business and she would be willing to be like a silent partner and help give her the funding that she would need to 
uh, start this business and it's just all about Belinda. I mean, she even invites Belinda and it wasn't even a request. It was almost like a demand, right? Mm -hmm. To go along with her on a um, yacht to spread her mother's ashes. This is Jay, and I hope you're enjoying the conversation so far. I just want to let you know that this conversation is part of a larger conversation that continues on the next episode. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the conversation so far. I just want to let you know that this is just part of a larger conversation. This conversation continues on the next episode. Thanks for listening.